The Conquest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. Welcome back to The Conquest of Bliss. I am here with Joe Mazgay. This is our second attempt because the first time we had some trouble with the audio. Um, and I'm really excited to have her here. So how are you this evening? Or yeah, I guess it's evening for us. It doesn't really matter when someone listens to it. Uh, <laughs> how are you this evening, Joe? I am, I am really good, thank you. It is evening here. Um, it's nine o'clock um, Eastern time and it is dark, but I'm feeling really good tonight. That is Thank you for awesome. having me back, Tara. Of course, of course. I'm always happy to have you. Uh, I'm, I'm always happy to have an opportunity to chat with you because I just think you're, you're such a powerhouse of a oh, woman. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so um, I am not 100% sure that this conversation is going to, like that I'm going to remember everything we talked about or that you will. But, you know, the beauty of conversation is that it flows. So Absolutely. I want to start by talking about your women's circles. And so uh, I, I guess... I guess, you know, the best place to start is, can you explain what a woman's circle is? I can, um, and I will. <laughs> I love that. And how I got there is, is I think, really important, too. Yes. Um, a woman's circle is essentially a community of women who come together to support each other. No shame, no judgment. You leave your ego at the door, and we're all here to be connected as community. And that is the most important part, that it's a safe, sacred space for you to be, to be seen, to be present, whether you have a problem, whether you need to be inspired, no matter what the situation is, that is, that is the essence of a woman's circle. Um, when I started attending women's circles, it was about five years ago, and I was at a really low place. I was going through a divorce. I was all of a sudden, you know, facing being a single mom of four kids, completely disconnected from myself which you don't realize when you are, how mm -hmm. disconnected you are. And a woman came to me with no ulterior motive, no intention, no um, not looking for gossip or anything and just said, what can I do for you? And she was so sincere and it really threw me off because in 40 years I had been domesticated and raised in this world where we pine women against each other. Mm -hmm. And it, it took a while for me to trust and actually get in there. And then once I did, it was so overwhelmingly beautiful. Um, and I went through everything I went through and I went through things with my girlfriends and I really learned how to hold space for women and have space held. It's actually easier to hold space for another woman than to allow yourself to be vulnerable and have another woman be there for you. That's a really hard thing to do. It really is. <laughs> it really is because we feel vulnerable and we feel like, is this going to be used against me? Do I look weak? And it's, it's a terrible thing, but it's completely how we have been raised. And it's not to say that it's our mother's fault or her mother's fault. This is, this is what has been thrown to us. So I moved up to Barrie, Ontario, and I looked far and wide to find a circle like the ones I've been attending, and they just didn't have them to offer up here. So I started writing them and that, they, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and they, they fill me up as much as they fill up the women who come in. They are just so incredible. 
that, uh, yeah, I mean, you can see it. You can see it in the way that you interact with people. I So for, for the record, I have attended two circles. Um, so online, yep. Yeah, uh, online, because that's that's one of the interesting things with this whole, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of really ter- not there's a lot of really challenging things that have happened with the, with the coronavirus, but there's mm-hmm. also been a lot of really cool things because I wouldn't have been able to connect mm-hmm. with your woman's circle if you hadn't kind of sort of been pushed by the universe to, uh, to put it online. So pushed is, is one word. The synchronicity, <laughs> the synchronicity, synchronicity. Thank you. That came about <laughs> through all of this just blew me away because I was running them. And in person, they were different than online. We would do yoga, we would do meditation, we would do some creative activities, because these are all feminine traits, creativity, fluid movements, meditation, intuition. These are all very feminine traits, which do exist, by the way, in, in men or women. I don't say feminine as in female, Just it's just a trait of being feminine. Absolutely, yeah. And they were going incredible. It was my favorite thing in the world to do, and I wanted to grow them. And I took a workshop. I actually went to Oregon to take this workshop on how to bring it more online and, and expand what was happening. And I remember on the on the plane ride home thinking, like, I just don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if the world's ready. I don't know if I can take this online. And not a week later, our salon, our studio was shut down. What timing. Oh, my goodness. Not yeah. to mention that the border was shut down as well. I know. You know? <laughs> I, I, I was very lucky. Um, I'd have been home, but I'd have been stuck at home for two weeks in quarantine. So yeah. I started running online, and I've gone from once a month to twice a week. So women are showing up, and they're showing up from further and further. I had you come on from the West Coast. I have a huge following in Ontario, which I love. I've had women come on from Oregon and from in the States, um, from North Ontario. I'm going to get that East Coast. You just wait. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I love that women are coming together in a forum of com- of just to connect with each other, just to support each other. Because when they come in, and usually for a woman's first circle, they're a little bit quiet and they like to, to see how this goes. <laughs> Except me, but yeah. <laughs> Some of us. But, um, and that's okay. And, and I'm really trying to draw them out. Because when I run a circle, it's not me standing on a soap, soapbox preaching, this is the way it's going to be. I want to bring in a collective of women with different experiences to share with one another. Yeah. Because... We've got this generational gap where, like, I live in Ontario, my family's in BC, so I can't call on mom, grandma, aunts to help with my children or to teach them the stories of our family, you know? When I had my children, I did it alone. I didn't have my mom to say, no, this is normal, it's okay. So when I run these circles, there's a lot of that. I'm not not alone in this. And women need to know from other women that their thoughts and their fears are validated. And that's what really happens a lot within these circles. Yeah. Oh man. Like I, I can't, I can't express the value in, in having something like that. Um, I like, I mean, so this is your, your circles are definitely my first experience with Mm -hmm. a woman's circle, but I've been very lucky throughout my life to have a lot of, like I had a very strange life, Joe. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I've had a lot of opportunities to be in situations like that. Like when I was in rehab, you know, we had, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess they were essentially young women's circles, Mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that. And 
the rest, most of the world doesn't have access to that usually. So it's such a powerful thing to have a space to, to be, to like really be. Right, and to be able to be yourself and to be authentic and remove all the masks of who society says you should be. Well, and yeah, like that's such a, oh, should. Should, should is, is my least favorite word. <laughs> should is my least favorite word. Um, I often will try to replace it with could or no. But um, <laughs> The thing is that, that women's circles are coming back but they've been around for thousands of years because if you go back to when, when communities were tribal, um, BC before, before Christ, yeah. women had red tents and within the red tents was be where they would go once a month to be together. Um, and before we were the society we're in now, before we had, you know, schedules and shift work and fluorescent lighting and hormones and birth control pills, women all menstruated in cycle with the moon. Mm -hmm. Every single woman menstruated on the full moon. So on the full moon, the women would go together in the tent, be together, and that's when they would share their stories. They would support one another. And it wasn't uncommon within this. If a mother was tired, she'd lay down and the other women would take care of your children. Um, another woman could nurse your children. These weren't things that were mm -hmm. shamed. These were things of support. Oh, that's, that's really but cool. I didn't know about the history. Sorry, go ahead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, it's okay. So as society shifted and became more patriotically driven, powerful women were threatening. Women gathering was threatening. And these things were essentially shut down. And menstruation became shameful as opposed to a cycle of life. You can go back to the indigenous cultures. I think that they were the ones who carried it the longest, the tent and the women coming together and the women um, being together. I'm quite certain that they, they were able to carry it through the longest. There's actually a book about it called The Red Tent, and it's phenomenal. Oh, but okay. This is where women supported one another, and they would... They would tell stories and their stories were their lessons and the grandmother would teach the grandchildren because the mom was tired because it's very exhausting to have small children and other women saw that they empathized they understood it and they supported one another that's so beautiful like i i have like straight up so like such high goosebumps right now yeah, um. <laughs> no, it's a really 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 cool topic to to research um and it's nice to see because it is coming back. Women supporting women is coming back. And it's it's not a feminism movement because I don't believe for one second for a woman to rise, a man goes down. I don't. That's, Absolutely. That's, that's, we have to come up together. You know, women come up, men come up and we meet there. That's where we need to be at. And we have had masculinity thrown at us our whole lives. We've had the divine masculine is what I call it, is in all social media, our media, pardon me, social media is new. Um, mm -hmm. I remember there was a commercial in the 80s and this, this sticks to me and it was a Gillette deodorant commercial and it was the mom who had the job and picked up the kids and had dinner on the table and her life was perfect. And the, the, the catchphrase was never let them see you sweat because oh. you have to do it all, right? But now we're stepping back and going, those are crazy standards. I can't live up to that. 
I am a woman. I do deserve equal rights, but it's also equal work. It's just equal respect. It's not saying that I can do everything a man can do and then some. It's just an equal playing field all around. Yeah, that's a oh, that is a topic that is very close to my heart as a, a mm-hmm. you know, um, as a woman, I guess I, I have often well, I mean, I would say pretty much my whole life felt the pressure to accomplish everything that's expected of, you know, tradition uh, in our society, traditionally of men on top of, you know, also being very good at cooking and cleaning and stuff like that. And of course, I don't have children, so I can't even imagine the pressure on a mother on mm-hmm. top of all of that. I, I just can't even imagine. Um, but I do, I love what you said about, about feminism and about not putting down men in the meantime. And I know we touched on that a little bit last time. I, I feel like this is like a secret archive file that no one's ever going to hear, you know, <laughs> that I'm like <laughs> referencing. Um, but, uh, but we touched on that a little bit last time. And I know that you had a lot of beautiful thoughts around that too, because you know, I remember you saying specifically, you know, the that men have a feminine too, and it's really, really a shame how Absolutely. they're okay. shamed. So I believe that. Yes, I believe we all have. So the masculine and the feminine is like a linear um, line, if you could imagine, in front of you, and we all have a pendulum that swings between the masculine and the feminine, and where our pendulum lies is our own balance, and everybody is unique in where they're drawn to. So I can be a woman, and I can be in my masculine, and that's okay, and a a man can really identify into his feminine, and that's okay too, and as we experience life, we're going to be pulled from one side to the other. But when we get to a certain age of where the shoulds don't matter, and all the societal um, telling us what we need to do, all of their, it's almost like they're training us to be, you know, the perfect wife. Yeah, and and it's an outer focused type of, um, oh, I don't have the word, self-worth. But it's, we really need to come from the inside and figure out who we are. So if I want to be confident in my feminine, I need to know that I'm safe there because when I went through my divorce, I went way over to that masculine. I was strong. I was independent. I was just going to date. Nobody was going to hurt me. I got the biggest, (laughs) blackest truck because I felt safe. And then I really, right? Because that's how there's safety in that. And I really, really had to peel back the layers and do a lot of self-work to feel safe in my feminine, which is where I should sit. This is where I sit. And that's okay. And then I have to honor where I am in my, between my masculine and feminine before I can find a partner, because how do I know who's going to balance me when I'm, when I haven't lived through experience, but it goes both ways. But the world is shifting because where, when I grew up, like I grew up in a, I grew up in a small redneck town. I really did. And you know, men weren't allowed to cry. They worked hard. Mm -hmm. They watched hockey, they drank beer and that was it. Where, Nowadays, you know, I'm seeing so many boys being raised by women who don't put up with that anymore. And boys can't express themselves and they're softening, but the conflict is also lessening. And there's more balance and fluidity to relationships. Like I have four kids and they're all different. Three girls, all completely different. And my son, he's got the influence of not just me, but three older sisters. And he's still a boy. 
<laughs> like there's he he's still rough and tough and dirty and falling off every chair and hill he can find but yeah. he is also allowed to cry if he gets hurt and then be okay so we're seeing there's going to be a new generation coming up that is going to really change the difference because coming out as this new feminism you i really have to be careful because for me being feminism is simply being equal being honored as being feminine and it's really easy to get <laughs> the keyboard warriors activated when you say women rise up they're like yeah men are terrible and it's like no that's not what i'm saying we come up together so i'm very strong at putting out that point that we're not here to put down one to raise another the whole spectrum has to come up together we have to raise our energy and i i agree so much and i've actually i've noticed that about you i don't know um <laughs> i i know that it's i know that it's always nice to hear when something that you're trying to accomplish is is seen and so for sure i've noticed that uh some of the conversations that have been started in your group which i will link for mm -hmm. anyone that's interested in in finding out more um some of the conversations that have been started about yes. you know about men and women and the dynamics and I just I, I agree so much I think it's so important now I don't know like I'm, I'm so uncomfortable with the labels of feminism because it means something so different to so many different people it does <laughs> but so my to be really strong in your beliefs yeah and like my my brand of feminism I guess you would call is is a lot closer to what you what you describe yeah. which is which is helping to lift people up and looking for equity um you know amongst each other like equality in the sense of all things being equal that's not going to exist but we can have equal respect like you said equal yeah. love and and equal space and i think what you said about boys crying is so important I, it is so important and i have to say i never understood that a boy was so loving underneath it all until i had a son like i grew up i have five sisters and then i had three girls and then i had a son and I was not prepared for how loving he was going to be underneath it all, which in a sense is really, really sad because when you look at how much anger there has been out within the masculine, you have to understand that that is really just a masked pain. Well, that's, yeah, like that's actually, that's exactly what I was just thinking is that what I observed now, I, I actually have the opposite experience basically. So I have two brothers. Um, I don't think that you know much about my dad, but he is, yeah, very masculine, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe. He's got, he's got a lot of the, maybe uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> and I was I was raised uh, around a lot of men or boys, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've observed is that it's 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 rarely taught overtly, but the lesson seems to always be all emotions are weakness except for anger. So mm -hmm. what the tendency is, is for a lot of men, not all men, of course, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of men is to funnel all of those emotions and express it as anger because, because it is too vulnerable to express them as what they really are. Right. And, and that so is it's how very, they have been domesticated. Though. Exactly. That's what they've been taught. And it's, it's the saddest thing to see men hurting and then they lash out and 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 of course when when a man lashes out there's consequences to that Absolutely. right and and so it's just a cycle that perpetuates itself and it's really really hard and i also just loved what you said about the learning to sit in our feminine because again with being raised like you know around all these dudes 
I have really, really struggled to find my feminine. And in one of the things I really struggle with, and we don't have to go too deep into this, but one of the things I really struggle with is outside of sexuality, what part of me is feminine, you know? And, and so I creativity. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm a pretty, pretty creative gal. (laughs) Creativity is a very strong feminine trait, but what you were saying about, you know, men and, what I find, one of my favorite sayings that my friend said this to me so long ago, and it's always stuck because it's the best lesson is we can only do with the knowledge we have. We can only make decisions with the knowledge we have. So if you don't know better, you can't be upset for how you're acting. But the difference is now we have knowledge. We have far more knowledge than our parents and their parents and any of it, because the internet will give you everything at the tip of your fingers. Um, We're so much more aware of what's acceptable. It's harder to hide domestic abuse when everything is is put on social media. Mm -hmm. So now that we have knowledge on healing and we have this knowledge coming back forefront, I really think it's this generation's job to begin that healing process so that we aren't passing those traits down to our children. So, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say one of my biggest lessons, because as one of the hardest things as women is our self-worth. Am I worth this? Do I deserve this? And one of my hardest things about leaving a relationship in the past was I don't want my daughter to experience this, so I'm not going to show it to her. And then I really had to take a minute and say, well, if I don't want my daughter to be in it, why am, why am I putting up you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But really, we have to take the onus on ourselves now that we know, and not everybody knows, not everybody's, you know, clear on this, but a lot more of us are mm-hmm. of finding ways to shift and to heal and to break those, those cycles um, that are generational. Yeah, yes. I mean, I've heard, uh, I've heard a statistic and, and I mean, of course, I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I, I can't source it. But I heard a statistic once that it takes like, well, there's three generations as far as trauma goes, um, because, you know, uh, you exist in your grandmother's womb. There's that sense of things. But as far as intergenerational trauma, I want to say it was like like crazy high, like six or seven generations Absolutely. that a traumatic event will affect um, going down because of exactly what you were talking about. But I have but I have a question for you and I don't want to forget it. Um, so you, you mentioned um, briefly, not everybody knows, and I agree with that because we have so much information that I think that people don't know how to sort through it um, effectively to know where to start and where to go. So like, um, obviously I'm going to, if with your permission link uh, (laughs) your, your website or your, your Facebook so that people can reach out to you. But what are other places like where, where should someone start when they're trying to filter out the beginning of their journey in your opinion? In my opinion, you have to you have to start with you you have to start by going within and feeling what feels right for you you have to start by learning how to connect with yourself with what is true for you whether it's something that's shamed or not of the norm or um you know you have to find your source your trueness your identity and you have to release the shame around everybody is telling you who you should be, what you should be doing. And that's hard. And for some people, it's simply becoming aware is the first step. And some people can do it on their own. A lot of people need therapy. A lot of people need support systems. A lot of people need women's circles or just 
better friendships also. Mm-hmm. When we're in school, we're simply put in a geographical school. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not linked because we have the same common interests. We're linked because <laughs> we live on the same street. Yeah. You know, and as you get older, if you have the ability to leave, you will find deeper connections, but that's not always possible when you're younger. So I think you need to start by recognizing what feels right for you, getting connected inside and knowing that you're worthy of doing the work because the minute you start trying to change, you're going to threaten everyone around you. So you have to be ready for that too. You know, the minute I started feeling like, you know, I feel like I'm as a woman, I'm more than just a mom and a wife. All my wife, mom friends, you know, their backs went up. What's wrong with with us? There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But I want more. So you have to start with in. You have to start right inside yourself, starting to hear that voice telling you what feels good, and following that path. Because people will keep you in their boxes because it keeps them comfortable too. So you got to start. You have to learn how to release other people's shoulds. You have to release the outer focus sense of worth and you have to start inside what what are you passionate about what makes you happy and start following that path and as you start getting happy you will get the guilt of leaving other stuff behind all everything will come up trust me i've been there that <laughs> a few times. but when you live authentically and you finally i mean this doesn't happen overnight this this is sometimes years long yes. journey <laughs> right like this this takes a lot but when you start one step, that's your first step. That's amazing. And then you will know, do I need more help? Do I need more support? Should I find support group of women? Because they are everywhere. When I started doing the online circles and I Googled women's circles, they are out there everywhere if you look for them. Mm-hmm. So finding that community. And sometimes it's finding that community in, in a church group just to have a community of people supporting you people honoring where you are that's okay too um because church groups tend to get a really bad rap and don't get me wrong i am not religious i didn't grow up in it but i see the value of people simply supporting it if they're non-judgment one thing i often ask women is um if you had permission to live your life on your own terms what would change and That's a beautiful question, dude. Or sorry, I just called you dude, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But what would, what would be different? And now, but can you, and can you get there? You know, how do you create that? Because you have to figure out what you want. What is an ideal wake up to you? Is it getting up and, you know, having a coffee and going for a walk? How can you create that? There are ways. And I think we get so stuck in the negative of, well, I'm not here, so I'm not going to do any of it. Like a lot of people do, but there is a lot of beauty around where you are. Like I live in Ontario, not by choice anymore. I would love <laughs> to move home, but right we now, love to have you. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. But right now, you know, I have a custody order and an agreement to raise my children with their father. So I have two choices. I can mope and kick my feet and cry about it, which I did. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Or I can go, okay, how am I going to make this the best of it? 
and I moved to this to Barrie, which I really love Barrie in Simcoe area, with the intention of finding community, like-hearted community, women like me, because I'm not I'm not your PTA mom, I'm not driving the minivan, it's just not who I am. I want depth, you know, which I, I love the grit in the stories. So finding the community and finding, even though the story isn't perfect, finding the parts that are good and allowing them to grow. Because once you start, once this ball starts rolling, it doesn't stop. <laughs> that is true, very, very true. <laughs> another one more one more well, almost <laughs> I know see once I get going I get so excited oh I love it when I do when I do the women's circles I do them on two parts um during the week because they're just they're really really powerful and Thursday night we will pick a theme and we do like a lesson not a lesson but like I'll bring up a topic and I'll, I'll garner some research and I'll throw it out and how does this make everybody feel but as women we like to digest things so then we come back on Saturday and I give you the platform. How did that resonate with you? What story worked for you? What hasn't worked for you? Do you need advice? Are you giving advice? Do you have a poem? Anything. You have your three minutes to share. And what I always say is, what's the story you want to share of your life? And now how are we going to create that? How are we going to clear away the false beliefs that you don't deserve this, that you are not this person? How are we going to get rid of the shoulds, you know? Mm -hmm. How are you going to listen to your heart more than your head? Because really, as women, our hearts are our guides. Our intuition is strong, if we can learn to listen to it. It really, really is. Oh, but it, <laughs> oh, whew, I'm all emotional again. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I... Uh, yeah, the intuition thing, that's such a, for me particularly, and, and I imagine other people too who've dealt with a lot of trauma, that's one of the things that's really hard. Um, mm -hmm. It's hard to know. It's hard. It is amazingly challenging sometimes to distinguish intuition from mm -hmm. trauma, um, trauma reactions, trauma, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Trauma, uh, like patterns. <laughs> and then what voices are, are talking, right? Because... Mm -hmm. A lot of people, like human beings, are trained to look for the negative as a survival, right? Uh -huh. What could go wrong? Okay, I'm ready for it. So it's in our DNA to look for what could go wrong. But if you start looking for the positives, it's a really, you really have to be setting that intention all day long because the negatives are thrown at you. But if you start looking for the rainbows, it's it really begins to shift and it shifts the voices in your head because you can, and I, and I never ever downplay trauma, um, depression, anxiety, mental illness. It's a real thing. Like what I talk about is, you know, we're just supporting one another through this journey. Absolutely. And a lot of tips are simply being validated. This mm -hmm. isn't, I don't throw things that people don't know and I don't open you up like you're raw full of emotions and be like, okay, great, good luck with that. Like, this is just, we're just supporting things that we already know, and how are we working through this as women? But the goal is, yeah. if you can start to look for the rainbow and start to train your mind to, to look for the positives, what was a great thing today? I'm in Ontario, it didn't snow, because we had a snowstorm this week. <laughs> you know? Really? Oh, uh -huh. man. Mm -hmm. I cried. But... <laughs> 
when you start to train your own mind and, and you begin looking for the positives, then when those trauma voices, I call them gremlins, then when those gremlins sneak in, you're like, wait a minute, this isn't what I'm looking for. Where are you coming from? Yes. Oh, man. Um, there's uh, so many thoughts all at once, Joe. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I love it. Um, so much of what you said is just so powerful and wonderful. Uh, particularly, one of the things that really sticks with me is when you talk about uh, looking from within yourself and learning to follow your intuition and the positivity mm -hmm. thing. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, cause I, I'm so like anti the word positivity inside, like I have a visceral reaction to it, but it's, it's when I like, what I mean is like, it's so it's, it's used wrong so often in my opinion. Um, yeah. but when you genuinely just like look for the good and the warmth in life, that's huge. And, but one of the things, and looking for the good in you too. And you also have to start, we have to start as women looking for the good in ourselves and bringing up our self-worth, right? If we want to be inner focused on our self-worth, you know, it's not just me looking in the mirror going, I'm pretty. It's, you know, teaching myself, my children, wait, I deserve to feel pretty. I deserve to have pleasure. I deserve to enjoy the sunshine today. Yes. Yes. Right? So, um, so when we were talking about, I call them gremlin, <laughs> um, you can call them what you like, but if you can learn to distinguish the difference between that's, those are the gremlins speaking, you know, and, and learn to release that. And they're usually jumping on shame. You know, you've been ashamed of what you've been through or someone's put shame on you for it. So if you can learn to release that a little bit more each time, then you're able to bring your attention back to discovering who you are right yeah and and the first step is the scariest but then you are really beginning to transform because once you start this journey it's incredible how it goes you know learning that you are worthy of unconditional self-love is incredible does that make sense yes yes <laughs> sorry i am still with you i'm just um i'm gonna oh, i'm gonna have to cut this part out my my landlord is opening the garage and closing the garage and it's really noisy. Oh. Um, or maybe I won't cut it out. Maybe people can just deal with it. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the, one of the things, one of the things that, yes. So looking at the gremlins and learning to recognize them is such a huge piece of the journey for me, at least, especially. Yeah. Because uh, when you just have voices in your head and you don't know how to distinguish them, you just hear it and you, and you go with it because that's a survival tactic. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, I've heard this before and man, that hurt. I don't want to go there again. And well, and the other thing, so, the other thing I want to make sure that I, I want to expand on a little bit because you touched on it a few times and I think it's so important is the looking within ourselves. And I mm -hmm. think one of the things that I, I can only really speak to my experience with this, but one of the things that I struggled with pretty bad mm -hmm. um, is, you know, if someone had asked me, what does my ideal day look like or life look like? Uh, maybe maybe even even a year or two ago i probably would have immediately started with i want to be in a relationship and that's not really something that well you can choose that but you can't choose if you meet someone that's compatible at the right time and stuff like that and now i feel like waking up and and just enjoying my own company is really more important to me than meeting some guy and having him fill some self-worth thing that doesn't um 
you know, looking uh -huh. for the validation from outside, you know, like, I don't think that that's where I'm at anymore. Sorry. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, it makes so, so much sense. I have so much to say about that. Please um, do. <laughs> so where to start. I feel like I have, I actually have a note on this that I'm, I'm looking for because <laughs> you're, you're speaking my language okay, right here. This was two circles ago. As women, we have been trained to seek our wholeness and our value to find love through others. Okay. So 50 years ago, and that's not that long ago. In, in if you look at the time and through history, we were told that only a husband and children would complete us. That was your mm -hmm. only option. White picket fence, perfect, and we don't talk anything badly. And we rarely saw ourselves as perfect just the way we are. Like our worth was based upon who loves us and who doesn't. So when you speak about that, I get it because that is how it's we've all been trained. Look at TV shows, you know, the Brady Bunch. Even though they were divorced, it was crazy. They still found love. And, <laughs> you know, at the end of every movie, she saved and found love. It, you know, they're never about saving yourself and loving yourself. It's really, really rare. But one thing, too, that we, we need to, we haven't touched on it yet today, but living in the present and finding out what makes me happy today. Because so many people will live in two places. You know, they live in the past. Like, we're going to be happy when. I'm going to be happy in the future if I have this. I'm going to be happy when I get married. I'm going to be, take that picture when I lose 50 pounds, when I have this, right? And we, we forget to live presently. And that's where all the good stuff happens is right now. So that's all I wanted to speak on on that because, you know, thinking you're going to be happy when you meet somebody, if you're not happy now, you're not going to be happy. That's, uh, that's so true. Um, and, and that's, and that's, I mean, we, okay. Just one second. I'm just going to let you know. We're not recording. I just no, like talking. No, I, I started the recording. I love talking to you. Um, <laughs> I started the recording again and I'm just, I'm just hoping for the best here. Oh my God. If this doesn't work, I'm going to probably, um, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah. So, so I'm sure everyone's figured it out. So I don't need to say it now. Um, the recording stopped. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, like that's, and, and I, you, like I'm doing so right. much better. Where do you want me to go back to? Um, I'm doing so, I, I don't even know. It just stopped and I panic. Um, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, my podcast right. is rough as heck. <laughs> anyways. Um, it's real and authentic. Yes. It's real and authentic, not rough and hard to listen to. Um, <laughs> no, I, I enjoy it. I listen sometimes because I, you know, think really highly of myself. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, as we were talking about before this started, I mean, that's one of the things that, like, I'm doing so much better now, but yeah. I'm in a weird space now where I'm almost like viscerally rejecting the idea of relationships yeah. and, and it, and, and it becomes really difficult. And you were talking about living in the moment. That is so challenging for me when it comes, when it comes, especially to this element, every, I, I, not everything, else, but generally I'm pretty good living in the moment. Mm -hmm. When it comes to dudes, <laughs> I just have panic attacks and freak out. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I like if I start liking someone, which as I told you, I started liking someone and it, it, I, I find such a, I have such a hard time living in the moment when that happens, because then I go, well, what if you're going to get hurt again? And what if this happens? And what if that happens? And da, 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 da. Okay. And so what if, Kara, <laughs> what if instead of putting that out there, if you manifest in that back, you switch the conversation 
what if this is great? <sighs> this could be, and you switched how you well, that's very wise, but also very hard to do. <laughs> it's very hard to do. <laughs> Affirmations are really hard, but they work. And that's why you see people write them on post-it notes and put them on their mirror. And I remember the first time, like, and then I'm like, oh my God, this works. You know, putting out the positivity to get the positive back. Because once you start putting out that you're going to get hurt, you've already begun your self-sabotage. Well, and yeah, so like, I can't argue at all with the fact that it works. Because I mean, look at my life, you know, my <laughs> life is literally, I live like this weird magical universe where I do what I want. And people are like, yeah, it's real work. Um, <laughs> like, you know, like I draw pictures for a living. I did. Oh, I love mm -hmm. that. Oh, I have that t-shirt. Um, sorry, <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, because that was before I'd actually met you. Um, yeah. And that was how, like, this, that was when West Coast Soul, West Coast Soul started. It was 2016. I wasn't sure what was going to happen, how it was going to open, but I knew that I wanted something really positive. I wanted people to start believing in themselves. Well, and yeah, so like, yeah, like I said, I, I don't disagree at all with what you're saying. I think, and I mean, I don't know why I'm hashing this out publicly, um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but one of the, uh, one of the things that's been hard for me with that whole what if thing and switching the narrative is that I don't know how to picture uh, like someone loving me. So you have to <laughs> clear away your false belief. Start there and then meditate. Meditate who, what is right for you. Where are you? Where's your balance and equals that balance. Um, I say this time and time again and people don't believe it. I am always far more attracted to a personality. Oh, me too. Because I've learned to feel the energy are you a good energy do you, how do i feel even just speaking to you and if it's off okay i'm gonna listen to my gut and usually there's a reason for that but it it makes it when you can start to release that when you can start to take away those false beliefs and those what if something terrible is going to be happening that's growth at the end of the day that is what people pay thousands of dollars to <laughs> therapists to help them through that is the muck and the growth and the grit and yeah. it's it's work on every Oh, I know. It's so much work. Uh <laughs> it is so much work, though, you know? Because, but it's, but it's I mean, true. You're like, what, 25? Oh, You've been trained for kind. 25 I'm 30. years. <laughs> I am 30, but I love that <laughs> you think, think I'm 25. Oh. You know, you're, you're 25, you're young, you're spirited. <laughs> and, but for 25 years, you've had the same narrative. You know, so I, uh, if you've been telling yourself something for 25 years, you have to have the patience with yourself. Yeah, it's, oh, it, it, I mean, you're absolutely right. And it's so funny. This will be the first podcast where I'm not like the chipperest, happiest person. Um, so that's, that's <laughs> interesting. Sorry. Well, no, no, it's fantastic. Uh, like, I mean, the, the point is to be vulnerable and real. And guess what? I'm a human who has more than one emotion. Um, you're a human being. <laughs> but or what did they say? We are spiritual beings having a... Oh, that's a good one. I mean, I yeah, know. I like to think of the body as a vessel. Um, but yeah, just for the record, because I'm not sure, because we were both kind of chatting at once. I am 30 and love you for saying that I'm 25. <laughs> like, you're my favorite human right now, because I just love that. Um, <laughs> like, you know, brain's just finished developing. Perfect. Uh, yeah. 25 again, as if it was. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, this... Uh, Oh, shoot. It has been, it's been a lot longer than it's felt like. So I'm going to close out and then I keep talking. Absolutely. So uh, my, my name is Joe. 
Yeah, I was just going to ask, can you plug something, please? Yep, I am West Coast Soul <laughs> 16 everywhere. So it's westcoastsoul16.ca, westcoastsoul16 at gmail.com, westcoastsoul16 on Facebook and Instagram. Um, right now, I'm running the women's circles on Thursdays and Saturdays, and it is a, a pay what you can. If you can, the request is 10 bucks to come in. Um, I'm working on creating a membership or a subscription program next mm. month. Um, because we are stuck in this collective trauma that nobody knows how long it's going to be. So we're kind of just jumping on it month by month, but this, it's going so well that it's going to, and we're going to keep the online forum. And I'm hoping to get back into studio for the physical circles because they are incredible. And once we, the world comes back and we get to create it our own way, um, I'm, we're going to be throwing out retreat. I love what, I love and my job. It's, uh, and just like, like I said, I've been to two women's circles and honestly, she does these meditations in the beginning. <laughs> Fantastic. So of course, as always, the links will be down where the, like, I, people always call them show notes, but it says description on Podbean. So it'll be in the description. Um, okay. Maybe that's different than show notes. I don't know. Cause I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, so anyone who's looking for that there and Oh, Joe, you're just such a wonderful human, and it elates me that you're a part of it. Oh, thank you, Cara. You're um, And, uh, yeah, so for now, we're going to close out the show, and I hope you guys are all doing well. Love you. Bye.